0: Welcome to Rise from the Ashes. Our podcast looks at various issues for families. We'll be talking with attorneys about personal and legal concerns having to do with divorce, custody, and parenting time. There are also a few topics about letting go, moving on, and new beginnings. Please keep in mind this podcast is only to inform and help to understand legal and personal issues as they relate to family law. It should not be considered as a replacement for a qualified family law attorney. When in doubt, please contact a professional. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters. Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Rise from the Ashes. I'm David Braddock, and I'll be your host for the podcast. And we're talking today again with Susan Mundahl, our senior attorney at Mundahl Law. How are you doing today, Susan?
1: I'm great, David.
0: Today's topic is pretty appropriate because I am, and I know that you also are, a grandparent.
1: That's right, David. I have two wonderful grandchildren. Why
0: do we need to talk about grandparent visitation from a family law point of view? I would think that it's just natural for a grandparent to be able to visit with their grandchild.
1: What's the deal? Oh, absolutely, David. That is the way it should be in a perfect world, is that grandchildren and grandparents get time together on a regular basis. But that often doesn't happen in a divorce situation. Unfortunately, some people like to use their children as pawns in their divorce. And likewise, the children of the divorcing parents are used as pawns against one or more of the grandparents in the divorce.
0: Is there anything in the law that gives grandparents the right for visitation.
1: There is some limited rights to visitation in the law. The controlling statute, David, is 257C.08 in Minnesota statutes. And we'll go down some of the ways that you can get some grandparent visitation. The first way talked about in that statute that I just mentioned is when one parent is deceased. And believe it or not, parents die. The question is is whether a grandparent then can have visits with the child, and the answer is yes, as long as it is in the best interests of the child, and that they can show that there is a significant relationship, and that it would be advantageous to continue the relationship.
0: Is there any way that a grandparent would be able to continue to see the child, even after their child or the parent of the child has passed away?
1: Yes. The way we've seen it in this office is where, say, mom has died. The question is, is you know, I've seen the situation where mom has remarried, and so there's actually now possibly sometimes the children will stay with the new husband of the deceased parent, and sometimes they will revert back to the actual biological father of the children. And in both those cases, there can be some estrangement between the grandparent of the child who died and the other parent who's now taking care of the children. And that's specifically what the statute is designed to remedy, is that if the children have a close relationship with their grandparents, then they can ask the court for some visitation.
0: Why wouldn't a grandparent still be able to have visitation with their grandchild?
1: The problem comes now that the spouse or the deceased child of the grandparent has died. And it's either going to be a new husband, or it's going to be the original biological father. In those cases, there may be some estrangement with the grandparents, and death does... Funny things to people. And in their bereavement, they may reach out and try and cling closer to the grandchildren. It is up to the court. They can apply to the court and request some visitation with the children, and the court is going to make its determination on whether it's in the best interests of the children and whether there is an emotional bond between the grandparents and the children in reaching its decision.
0: I would think that if a child had spent a substantial amount of time living with a grandparent, that that might be considered an emotional bond. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. That's the next way that's talked about in the statute. And that's when you have the situation where a grandparent had, in fact, been the primary residence for the minor child for at least 12 months or more, because oftentimes families will live at a grandparent's home for a period of time, and the statute anticipates that. In that situation, if you have a grandparent that can show that the children had lived with them for at least 12 months, and they're subsequently removed by the child's parents, then the grandparent can again petition the court and request visitation rights. And the court, again, has to make a determination if it's within the best interests of the children. And there is also an added provision that it can't interfere with the parent-child relationship.
0: So, the grandparent needs to be careful that they're not trying to alienate the child from their actual parent if they want to have appropriate visitation as granted by the court. Is that correct?
1: That's correct. In fact, there's further clarification at the bottom of that statute that talks about the burden of proof that's necessary. And it's usually by the parent because they're the ones who are usually disgruntled with the grandparent. And so the courts say that a parent would have to show how the interference does basically interfere with that parent's relationship with the children. It can't just be a parent who doesn't like the grandparent. There has to be more than that.
0: Are there any other situations where a grandparent can get rights for visitation with their grandchild?
1: Yes. Actually, any time after the commencement of a family court proceeding, and these have to be court proceedings for dissolution of marriage custody, legal separation, annulment, or parentage. It does not include child support in the statute, although I've seen that used in a case or two where they tried to get it. In one case, I actually defended a mother against a grandparent. She wanted visitation rights with the child, and the child had never lived with her. The problem was is that her son had never actually gotten his parentage established So there was no action pending. So she didn't have any right to request visitation with the child.
0: So had he gotten his parentage established and was paying child support, then that grandmother would have had a better case.
1: Absolutely. And I think the important point to make in these proceedings And it can be any time after the commencement. The divorce doesn't actually have to happen. It can be just the start of it. Unfortunately, though, there's certainly a lot of emotions. Even though something is legally possible, it may not be even in the best interest of the kids for them to interfere in the middle of it. Oftentimes, it's better to wait until the divorce is final and see how things settle out and see if they get time with their grandkids before they go and try and intervene in the action. But I'm just letting you know, it is legally possible for you to get visitation rights anytime after the start of the divorce, and that's in district court. But then, David, what I want to tell you about is the standard that's going to be used in determining whether you have a right to any visitation. That's going to be based on, is it in the best interest of the children, and whether or not it interferes with the parent-child relationship. Those are important standards, and it's really up to a court to decide that. What I like to do in those situations is always request mediation. Try and bring the parties to the table in the best interests of their kids and talk about trying to get some visitation for them.
0: Would it be in the best interest of a grandparent? to try to cultivate a decent relationship with the other parent so that they would be more easily granted at least the idea of having a visitation with their grandchild?
1: What a great idea, David. Certainly, again, people who truly care about their children and their grandchildren, they should all be able to work together and have wonderful times together. And grandparents are a very important part of their grandchildren's life. I know it is for me. My grandchildren say I'm the best grandma in the world, and I certainly love having a good relationship with both my ex-daughter-in-law and my son.
0: Okay, what's another situation where a grandparent can petition the court for visitation?
1: Well, you don't have to wait for a family court proceeding to be started if the child has lived with you for two years or more. And in fact, that's more for third parties also. But since we're just talking about grandparents today, it is a situation where you have had a significant relationship or say one parent or both parents actually have not been living with the grandparent and the child has been there. You see that in situations where, say, um, the parents both have mental health difficulties or chemical dependency difficulties that force them either voluntarily or involuntarily through child protection to not have the child in their home and for the child to be placed with a grandparent.
0: So the child could, in those circumstances, perhaps be in foster care or something like that.
1: Well, the situation specifically would be if the child had lived with the grandparent for more than two years, and now the child perhaps has been taken out of the home and placed in foster care. Foster parents actually don't have the right to get any visitation rights after the child leaves their home. But a grandparent does. And again, it's the same standard. It's, is it in the best interest of the child? is there an emotional relationship that you want to continue, and whether there is non-interference in the relationship between the custodial parent and the child. In this situation also, David, the courts will look at what is the reasonable preference of the child if the child is of sufficient maturity to express a preference. And so you will see this where, say, a child has been out of the home for a number of years and is now a teenager and really does want to go live with grandma and grandpa.
0: I believe we talked about something like that in a recent podcast about teenagers, didn't we?
1: Oh, we did, David. And it is the situation where anytime you're dealing with a teenager, you want to know what their reasonable preference is. And in this particular situation, do they want more time with grandma and grandpa? That's really what the court is going to consider of primary concern to it, even if the parent of the child objects.
0: And I believe that you had said regarding teenagers that the court will make determinations on whether or not they have the emotional maturity to be able to make those preferential decisions.
1: Yes, that's right, David. And the courts can do it through an in-camera review. It's not something that you put in your pleadings because you definitely don't want to have the children having to do affidavits against their parents. But when the situation arises, that's why you do hire an experienced family law attorney to know exactly how to plead the information to the court in order to get you the visitation time.
0: Are there any other situations where a grandparent can petition the court for visitation?
1: Well, yes, there are, David. And this is in the situation with adopted children, children basically who have been adopted away from the family. If they have been adopted by a third party, then unfortunately they have no recourse. That tie is severed. But if it is a step-parent adoption or to a other family member, say the other grandparents, then you do have a right to seek some visitation rights. And again, the standard is the same. Is it in the best interests of the child? Is there an emotional relationship that the parties want to continue? And there would not be interference in the parent-child relationship. The bottom line, David, is if you're a grandparent and you have any of these situations and you really want visitation with your grandchildren and are being denied them by one or both of the child's parents. There are ways that we can seek those visitation rights for you. And it starts with a consultation in our office, and we can decide from there after the consultation on whether you have enough for us to proceed with an action to get you the visitation rights to your grandchildren that your grandchildren deserve.
0: Well, thank you so much, Susan.
1: You bet, David. Have a great day.
0: You are listening to Rise from the Ashes, the podcast channel that takes a careful look at all things having to do with legal procedure within the family law process. Rise from the Ashes is sponsored by Mundall Law, who specializes in assisting families and individuals through the legal process with respect, dignity, and caring. Mundal Law is dedicated to helping people to solve their legal problems. You can visit the Mundal Law website at mundallaw.com or call to schedule a consultation with one of their qualified family law attorneys. Rise from the ashes, focusing on matters of the family, because family matters.